Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. What's up? Thursday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi with you. On your Super Talk Mississippi radio stations, online at supertalk.fm and... Super Talk TV. If you want to watch along, we'd love to have you there as well. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Michael Borky coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino. We are eight days away from the start of the college baseball season. You may remember that last year, prior to opening day, we did a show live in Starkville at uh, Duty Noble for kind of a, a preseason slash celebration of a national championship show. We'll do that again this year. We'll be at Swayze Field next Thursday, one week from today, to uh, kind of put a bow on Ole Miss's national championship from last season in baseball and preview this uh, upcoming season. Going to have a really good guest lineup for you uh, next Thursday as well. Looking forward to that. We're glad to be with you, and if you want to be a part of the conversation you can join us on the ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. Want to give your business the edge? Get gigabit fiber internet from ceasefire business backed by world-class IT professionals who live where you do. That's right here in ceasefire country. One of the most visually appealing golf tournaments of the year is on right now. They, uh, they got started late this morning at the WM Phoenix Open in Scottsdale, TPC Scottsdale, because of a frost delay, which is not really what you think of Arizona, February. You think, oh, let's go there because it's warm, but it's uh, it's cool, coolish there today, upper 60s. It'll be nice, though, for the weekend. Uh, Phoenix kind of the center of the sports world for the, uh, the next four days with uh, this golf tournament coming on that will draw more than 400,000 spectators over the course of the uh, four days and well over half a million for the week when you include the earlier rounds, the practice rounds this week. And you get the Super Bowl happening in Glendale on uh, on Sunday. We're getting closer and closer to that. Uh, we've got a ton to get to this afternoon. Yeah. By the way, no, no, no fireworks yet on sixteen. There, there have been a couple of close Ooh, shots. Finau but... knocked one to like right here earlier. I had it on when I was doing work. I, I man, the the scene there is inc- not even just on sixteen. They have made like the last five holes all yep. a stadium. Yeah, and it's awesome. But I had that on earlier actually. Working uh, had the golf on 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 screen number two while I was working. 
So we went to Scottsdale a couple of weeks ago for Jane's birthday uh, with with some friends, and we were staying right next to the course. didn't Didn't play that course, um, but went over to the clubhouse and and looked around. And Borky, they had all of the. I mean, as you would expect, two weeks out from the tournament, they had all of the infrastructure set up. Yeah. And eighteen, like I didn't go over to sixteen, but even on eighteen. I mean, it's like skyboxes that run the length of the, the 18 fairway, and then around the green, you've got them on, on two sides, and then you've got stands directly behind the green, and then kind of a grass area beyond above that, so it's like an amphitheater effect. Although It's incredible yeah, the it amount of hospitality and just the people that show in there. Tony Finau has hit it closest on 16 today, one feet four inches. Yeah. It was 16 inches from the cup. It looked like after the first bounce it was going into, but it had like a second bounce check and and stopped just short. It, it, it Man, it had a chance to go in. But um, speaking of big sporting events today, I want the five Southern Miss Twitter accounts that hate me to, to make note of this. You need to hear this, and you need to understand who brought it up first on this show. It was me. Huge basketball game in Hattiesburg tonight. Combined forty-one and eight are these two teams. Forty-one and eight combined are their records. Huge game. <laughs> two teams that are both in the top ten in the country in consecutive wins. For uh, for what it's worth, packed, sold out, incredible environment. Can't wait. That is tonight. Louisiana Southern Miss for the top of the Sun Belt. Um, it was me, the guy you hate, that brought it up first. Keep note of that. It was me. Big game hey, tonight, can't you're wait. You're the problem. It's you. Hey, Ned, we're fairly confident that they still hate him, aren't we? Oh, of course. Well, I'm fairly confident that everybody hates Borky. I mean, have you ever looked at his Twitter mentions? There's just people just crushing him all day long, telling him he's immature, telling him they want to bring different people back to the yeah. show, just just all day yes. with the Borky hate. My, my friend Joe, glad to uh, glad to, to hear from you Your always, friend. Joe. Friend. He, he's my friend. I'll tell you though, guys. I appreciate guys like Joe because he never once has told me he's done listening or he doesn't listen. He listens and he cares enough about what is being said to engage with me. Often, he just often tells me how much he hates me. Dumb thing you're going to say next. But Joe listens and he still listens and he's going to keep listening and he doesn't shy away from that. And I appreciate people like Joe. Double header tonight, Thanks, Joe Green. Women's basketball at five, men's basketball at uh, at seven thirty. So it's uh, that is the place to be in Hattiesburg for uh, you know uh, a couple of hours from now for for about four or five hours tonight. It's going to uh, be nuts in there, man. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Twenty one and four. That's uh, Southern Miss's record going into this game. Yeah, a little bit different in terms of the net and what the NCAA is counting because you got some D two wins that are, are mixed in there as well. Coming off an eight point win on the road against Georgia State on Saturday. And uh, it's ESPN Plus if you uh, if you want to watch tonight. Certainly is going to be a, a great environment for that game with the Raging Cajuns, Southern Miss, and Louisiana. Good stuff. Yeah, and I'll actually be able to watch it, so I don't pay for ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got Hulu and Disney Plus, and apparently it's all the same. It's all the same. So, yeah. so I get same. all the ESPN Plus stuff. I didn't realize that. And, and I mean, baseball season's going to be good, even though. All the SEC games are on SEC Net Plus. Any obscure college baseball game is going to be slapped on ESPN Plus. I'll get to watch it. I had no idea. I just can't use the ESPN app. I have to use Hulu. But that's first world problems. I get to see it 
Long story short. Yeah, good good to know. Did you guys see that there was a uh, a major global crisis that was averted because of social media? Did, did, did you see this? The Chinese spy balloon? No. No, no. Far, far more important than that. The, uh, the home of golf. The old course at St. Andrews yes. Golf Links. Uh, hey, Dad, I'm sure even you have heard of the Swilkin Bridge. Are you familiar with that? The Swilkin I, Bridge. I, I can picture it in my brain, yes. Yes, yes. The, uh, the stone bridge. Yeah. That, that goes over the, uh, the, the, the creek that runs through the middle of 18 Fairway. Um, yeah. th- they made an alteration to the Swilkin Bridge. They added the Swilkin Patio. Which is, okay. they were having an issue with grass growing and it just kind of being dirt at the base of the bridge on both sides. So where you stepped onto the bridge and where you stepped off of the bridge, that's obviously a high traffic area. And so they decided to, to fix the problem. To fix the problem that wasn't a problem. And so they, uh, constructed, kind of dug out the grass and area and they laid a stone round patio on both sides of the Swilkin Bridge. The social media world immediately realized that this was an incident of global importance and that it had to be corrected immediately. The outrage was loud. It was frequent. It came from all corners of the world. And believe it or not, the good people at the old course at St. Andrews decided to fix the error of their ways. Earlier today, they had a backhoe come in and dig out the Swilkin patios, replace them with dirt, fresh grass. It's roped off so that the grass can grow back in, and that global problem has been solved. Good to know. It did look horrible. It looked horrible. I- just learned there's a new definition, a definition for the word patio that I didn't know. I thought patios were where you grilled. I thought patios were outside in your in your backyard. I didn't know patios were just a group of rocks around a bridge. And and that's the problem, hey Dad, because it looked like an area where you could stick a Weber and a couple of lawn chairs if you wanted. I'm in. I'm in for that. Yes. What yes. a what an immersive fan experience. I saw right it out there in the middle of the fairway. I saw an intentionally bad Photoshop of a guy behind a gas grill and a fire pit and a couple of chairs on it. Yeah, it looked horrible. There, there are ultras, a couple burgers on the grill. There Let's are a go. couple of I- iconic things in sports that you just don't touch. You you, you just don't touch that bridge. You, you don't do it, no matter what. If the grass doesn't grow, it, it doesn't grow. Don't mess with it. Can you think of an iconic thing in sports that has been altered where it was okay? I can think of one. I can think of one. When they did some renovations to Fenway Park, and they put premium seats on top yeah. of the green monster. Yep, the monster seats are yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's like that—that that was pretty that's cool. Acceptable. That was pretty cool. But they didn't change the fact that there's still a manually operated scoreboard. That you enter through the the wall. The green monster is still there, even though it's got an advertisement on it, I think, somewhere on there. Um, but yeah, it's it's all good. They 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 made the green monster work. An iconic thing in sports that was slightly altered but was not messed up. Yeah. Josh says Yankee Stadium. I, I could not disagree with you more, Josh. I, I think they sanitized 
the atmosphere of Yankee Stadium when they tore down the old one and built a new one across the street. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. Okay, what we do next? Keep it moving, buddy. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi. I love the tweet that came from St. Andrew's Links, which is at the home of golf on Twitter. Further to recent communications about works in the area around the Swilkin Bridge, we have released an updated statement below. It's very high and mighty. The exploratory works around the approach to and from the Swilkin Bridge have been undertaken as part of an ongoing attempts to mitigate the issue of significant wear and tear to the turf. In recent years, we have identified and trialed a number of solutions with the primary ambition always to find something that is both adequate for the amount of foot traffic for such a popular location whilst being in keeping with its surroundings. <laughs> the stonework at the approach and exit of the bridge was identified as one possible learn time solution. However, while this installation would have provided some protection, in this instance we believe we are unable to create a look which is in keeping with its iconic setting and have taken the decision to remove it. That was from the St. Andrew's Links Trust. But I asked you before the break, can you think of an iconic item? I said thing. That was not a good way to describe it. But, but uh, something that is significant in sports that has been altered and it turned out to be better. I mentioned the Green Monster at Fenway when they added the, the, the Green Monster seats. Two or three of you sent us a message that said Duty Noble. And I think that is a good answer. Borky and I kind of kicked around back and forth whether redoing a stadium is the same thing. And, and so I would not say Duty Noble as a whole, but I would say the outfield at Duty Noble because well, that was the iconic part of the stadium. The rest of it was just a stadium. But the outfield yeah. was the iconic part, and the change was dramatic and significant. And there was all kinds of pushback and all kinds of backlash. And you're taking away the greatest atmosphere in college baseball. Hey, Dad, it's taken maybe a little while to get there, but I think most would agree that when all said and done, it's better than it was. Yeah, I don't even think it took that long to get there. I think if you were in the stadium in 2019, you know, the first full year of the stadium, for sure, out there in the left field lounge, that that atmosphere is is not only as good, but as as better than it's ever been. And it looks significantly better. I know there was some right. nostalgia attached to broken down trucks that had seats on top of them, all, all of the rigs. I know that nostalgia existed there, but it was not aesthetically pleasing. It worked because it was so crowded for big games and big weekends. That you couldn't you couldn't see the stuff, but on a day where there weren't a lot of people there, it just kind of looked like a junkyard out yeah. there. It, it, it looks now better is now, spectacular sure. looking. Yeah. Uh, here's one: lights at Wrigley. 
but they screwed up. This is the key to this. We have to keep it details. It's got to be detail-oriented. Yes. Like you said, just knocking down a stadium and replacing it isn't the same thing as... We have this thing. We're gonna we're gonna tweak it a little bit and see how it goes. But they, so this is a good example. They screwed up at Wrigley though because they they built the big video board and they covered up all of the risers on the apartments across the street. Oh, so, that was intentional, uh, right? Exactly. And so that used to be such a cool look where you'd see people sitting in these makeshift stands on top of the apartments across the street, and now they sit empty because you can't see from there anymore. There's yes. a couple like in the corners where people mm-hmm. still sit up there, but that was and a I really think, cool feature. I, th- I think those in the corners are actually buildings that are owned by the Cubs now. Ah, yeah. Well. Yes, it, it, there was a significant revenue stream that was being missed by ownership of the Cubs, and uh, and so they, they changed that. Uh, Dale from the Delta, Pat, says, are we going to talk about what Ole Miss has assembled this year in right field? We can. It's not terribly different from what they did last year. So there is temporary seating behind the students in right field. What was it last year? They called it Club, what was it, 42, it was two retired numbers. 40-something, 40-something. 41-11? I don't remember. But the point was, they gave it a name, it's a temporary seating structure, um, in fact, the, it's a different structure this year than what they had last year. It's the, um, the the end zone seating setup that they had at the University of Kansas's football stadium this year. That's actually what is beyond the right field seats. So you, you can like how it looks or not like how it looks, but there's a reason that it's out there. And the reason is... Ole Miss had the opportunity to sell tickets at a premium price because there was demand for more premium seating. You can debate how premium that seating is. It's not a bad view, but it's a long way from home plate. But they food and beverage and all that good stuff out there. But that's a temporary solution to their long-term plan of a building out there with permanent seating that's out there. So, I mean, you, you, you can like it or not like it. It didn't look nearly as bad as people thought it was going to look last year. I mean, there was an Internet uproar when it was halfway through construction. But then well, when there were 10,000 people Because that was shared stadium, by somebody with the intention of trying to... Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. It looks like a hospitality tent in a golf tournament. That's what it looks like. That's what right. it is. Pat also asked, he's like, do you know why the re- the outfield seating is so far from the field of play? Yeah, it's just because that's how they originally built it, without a lot of forethought. There was a road that ran behind the outfield stadium, and that was the access to the maintenance crew area on the right field side. They've now got a different access that runs behind the right field first base side of the stadium. And as we talked about this yesterday, as part of the next renovation to Swayze, which I think is going to start after this season for the outfield areas. They are bringing the seats in both right field and left field all the way to the fence, bringing it forward. It's got to change out fields in the ballpark. Uh, somebody said adding grandstands to 16 in Phoenix. That's a good change. It's just such a unique thing in a sport that's kind of st- – I mean, golf is stuffy. It is. It, it, golf is stuffy. I like it. I watch it. I play it. It's stuffy. 
that event is the exact opposite of stuffy. It's the perfect lead into the Super Bowl, too. And if you're not a golf fan and if you're waiting around at like 2 o'clock and you're just waiting for the Super Bowl to start and you're just kind of waiting for the Super Bowl to start, put that on. Because it doesn't feel like golf. It is The last six holes are completely and totally surrounded by people and they are smashed. And, you know, some people don't think that's a great thing, but the atmosphere is awesome. It's rowdy. It's loud. It's like a rock concert with sticks and balls and guys wearing collared shirts. Seriously. Yeah. On 16, don't you dare hit a bad shot because they will boo you off the hole. I mean, it is totally different than, than anything that you've seen. Yeah, I mean, I've got it on the golf channel right now. And it's like if, if you're flipping channels this afternoon, find golf channel and flip it on, even if you don't like golf, because it is, it's a setting unlike any other. I mean, if, if you're one of those people that you watch the Masters and maybe you flip the U.S. Open on, hey, Dad, for a little while. You know, maybe you flip the British Open on, the Open Championship on, because it's on in the morning for a little while, but you don't watch any other golf, flip this one on, because it's unlike any other golf, and it's really, really cool. Just waiting to see if they erupt here. Kevin Kisner's got a birdie putt at 16. Hey, he made it. I had a big cheer for him. So, good stuff. Uh, good there him. is a, a basketball game. That happened last night in Starkville that we need to get into. We will just kind of lay the groundwork for unpacking that when we uh, when we come back. So Mississippi State hosting LSU last night. Big game for Mississippi State, an important game. It, it was an important game to win, but it was an even more important game not to lose. And Mississippi State managed to do both, right? They, they, they won it and they didn't lose it. <laughs> check and check. You like that, hey, Dad? Get you a man that can do both, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's the analysis yeah, they, uh, that, they, they, uh, that we get paid the big bucks for right there. You can't lose games in the SEC and win. Fact. Well, Mississippi State both won and didn't lose last night. And that was a uh, that was a good night for the uh, Bulldogs. And it was their fourth consecutive win. And they are continuing to move in the right direction. They have a huge game on the road this weekend against the Arkansas Razorbacks. And that's an opportunity game for Mississippi State. Because Arkansas is playing well. It's on the road. It will be the opportunity for a quad one victory that really bolsters their case for the NCAA tournament. But last night, Mississippi State's NCAA tournament resume didn't really change. The, the, the only way that it could have changed last night is if you had added a black mark to it. But basically last night you just added no mark to it. And so they stayed exactly where they are in the under-consideration category. They're not in the last four in. They're not in the first four out or the next four out. They're in that next group of four, five, six teams, under-consideration, no black mark on the resume, but a huge opportunity for a highlighter Sharpie win coming up on Saturday in Fayetteville. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Just getting started, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. We're back in the Pearl River Resort Studios after this. Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Do you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mean, mean, strive. Today's time, so you mean, mean, pride. 
A super fast start last night for Mississippi State. Just came blitzing out of the gates, turning LSU over, making shots from the perimeter, getting to the rim. And you wondered, just right out of the gate, I wonder if this is the night that Haydad is wrong. The under may not be the play. But there was 38 more minutes of basketball to be played, and it did not stay at the same pace. And once again... The under was the play. 125 and a half, I think, is what we looked at yesterday. Yes. And finished at what? 117? That's yeah. comfortably under. Like, never in doubt under. So, tell me what that game felt like last night. Because watching it, it was at times a little disjointed. It never really felt like Mississippi State lost control of the game, but I did feel like LSU made it more interesting than perhaps some people thought it was going to be. Kind of like, you know, a fight where the, the, the favorite comes out, lands some blows earlier, like, all right, going according to plan, and then the underdog hits a haymaker, gets a shot in, and you're like, oh, wait. And you have that moment where, you know, you've got to you regroup and all that. And that's exactly what happened. State regrouped. I mean, LSU goes on a 22-8 to run after that 10-0 start by Mississippi State. And then they're leading 22-18. to That was with 7 minutes and 20 seconds left in the first half. LSU didn't score a field goal until almost uh, 15 minutes into the second half. Or 15 minutes left in the second half. They went, went over 12 minutes, minutes without, of game time yeah. without a made field mm-hmm. goal. Right. They made one free throw in that time. State was able to grab control of the game there. LSU cut it to six right at the under-16 timeout. Uh, Jans was able to get a, get a timeout there, regroup his team, and from there State pushed the lead back into double digits, and it was never really in doubt. So LSU's had that one flurry there where you thought they were going to make it interesting, but then State's quality and LSU's lack of it really showed up the rest of the game. LSU just wasn't able to do anything. How about DJ Jeffries, the three-point shooter? I mean, the guy who has looked like he couldn't throw it in the ocean if he was on a boat went five of six from deep last night. All five of his made shots were threes. He had 18 points in the game, three of four from the free throw line. And that was on a night where Tolu Smith was not as good as he has been in recent games. Solid lie, 10 points and seven rebounds. But it was somebody else, somebody different stepping up last night for Mississippi State. And last night it was DJ Jeffries. And I thought that was big. You know, State's going to have games like that where Tolu isn't playing his absolute best. And he was he took a step back last night on the free throw line. He was 0 for 5 there, had a chance to add five more points to that total. But, you know, Shaq Morris stepped up a couple games this year for State. But last night it was Jeffries. I, I, and I asked Jeffries about this in postgame. You know, I, I think making that first shot for him was absolutely crucial. The first shot he put up in, in, in the game went in. And I think that just gave him a world of confidence and the rest of the night he he shot the ball really really well um you know against uh, Missouri he had some buckets but they were they were two pointers he was able to slash and drive to the bucket and I thought I said it on the podcast I thought maybe that's what he needs to be doing is trying to get to the rim a little bit more and use his athleticism if state's going to get any version of DJ Jeffries that's a positive that's going to be really big for them you know going through going through this next stretch you know, I don't expect him to be five of six from three every night by, by any means, but if he can just give them 12, 13 points a game, 11 points a game, and just be a little bit more consistent shooting the ball, 
on top of what he's given you defensively and rebounding, that's a huge plus for the Bulldogs. So that that's a good good thing for for State, and they need they really need Jeffries to build on what he did last night. Can't help but wonder if that game against Missouri, where he got to the rim and and got some baskets, was just like a okay, I can breathe. I, yes, I scored points. I can still do that, and and we'll work out from the rim, but. You needed to do something to get a little confidence going. I mean, it's very possible. But just, just to get the ball in the bucket, just to get your name on the score sheet in a positive fashion was, was huge for, for Jeffries. Um, and like I said, you know, Shaq Moore has, has, has gotten more consistent. He's been a double-digit scorer these past few weeks, ever since he got inserted into the starting lineup. Uh, you know, Cam Matthews just kind of gives you what he gives you. Um, and then last night off the bench, you know, I, I don't know if Tyler Stevenson got injured or what happened there. He only had two points in ten minutes. But uh, Sean Jones coming off the bench for his first real extended action in a while, uh, and he had six points, had a couple of big buckets, uh, played good defense. You know, state state's been able to just find guys here and there during this winning streak to complement Tolu Smith. And then last night when Tolu wasn't at his best, they had somebody sort of fill his shoes with with eighteen points. We get a message on the ceasefire text line. It says, if you watch closely, Jan subs a good bit early in games, so the main players will not be worn out at the end of the game. To me, that's big. LSU made a run when State really didn't have a score in the game at the time. You notice that? You, you believe in that? Jan's, Jan's does work his rotations very early in the first half. Like you'll Usually after the first, the, the under-16, State will bring some, some, some reserves in. Usually Will McNair... Stevenson will normally come in. Eric Reed will come in at that time. Um, and then, you know, he works him in and out. But then by the time you get to the stretch, yeah, he's, he's kind of you know, settling into his lineup. You know, the exception would be that Missouri game where, where Davis and, and Moore were in such foul trouble they couldn't play as much. Um, Jason says, I'm in a hurry, and I can't recall exactly what was said. Maybe Haydad will know what I'm talking about. Richard Williams on the radio broadcast last night was very detailed in explaining how D.J. Jeffries started coming alive two games ago and specifically about his shooting the ball better. You, you heard anything about that? I obviously didn't listen to the, the radio broadcast being at, at the game last night, but you know whatever Coach Williams said, I was certainly buy into. But I, my guess is he, he talked about confidence. I mean, that, that's, that's the thing. Jans told us after the game, he's like, it's one of those things. You know, you watch him in practice, shot looks good, it's going in in practice, we just got to get – Get there in the game. So having that, you know, one big game like this might spark us something. But at the same time, you know, he could go back. We could look up on Saturday, and he could very easily be one of seven from the field, or something like that. You know, he's a streaky shooter. But I know State is very hopeful that this is the start of something for for DJ. They need him in this stretch. Borky, we got a message before the break, or, or just as we were going to break a minute ago, and and I dug a little deeper on this. Um, Mississippi State goes to Arkansas on Saturday, and the message was, looks like Nick Smith Jr. is going to return for Arkansas. Now, if you don't know who Nick Smith is, he is a lottery pick in June. When the NBA draft comes, he's going to be a lottery pick. And it doesn't matter whether he comes back and plays for Arkansas or doesn't, he's going to be one of the first 10, 15 players taken in the draft, maybe as high as top five. I don't know that it's clear that he is playing on Saturday. I think that's a possibility. Eric Musselman said that they were encouraged and had good news he was back in practice and that they were optimistic that he was going to be able to play soon. 
We are optimistic and hopeful Nick will be able to play sometime in the near future. Now, that could be Saturday. That could be midweek next week. It could be the following Saturday. We don't know the answer to that. To me, there's a like there, there are two sides of the coin there. One, you're super fired up about getting a player of that caliber back. He's only played in five games this year, been nursing a knee injury. There was some doubt as to whether or not he was going to come back at all. But he is an uber talent. But Arkansas has won four of their last five games. They played really well on the road against Kentucky on Tuesday night. Got a double-digit road win in league play. Everything is moving in the right direction. Guys kind of know their role. People have settled in. There's confidence in the rotation and the roster. So, and, and, you know, if you bring Nick Smith back, does it upset your chemistry? I think that's a reasonable question. And also, does it, um, is he rusty? I mean, how many minutes do you give him in a game situation for the purposes of knocking off the rust because you know you really need him down the stretch? So that is a story that will be worth watching this weekend when State goes to Fayetteville. Oh, for sure. Don't you wish that college sports was more like the NBA guys, uh, where we would get a practice report and a participation report going into the game this weekend? That would be nice. Uh, I can't believe there hasn't been a bigger push for that uh, with how invested everybody is in gambling. And now I know gambling in college sports can't cross, but you would think that with how much money is involved that people would start pushing for that. Either way, I think your response on the text line, if it was you, is, is an apt one, though. You know, how ready to play, if he does play, will he be? Because Musselman said he stayed home for conditioning. You can't replicate game speed. We say that all the time. Can't do it. He, he can run every day and practice every day for two weeks leading up to this game, and he won't be in game shape. The game will get you in game shape. So, like him playing or not playing, how much does that actually change the way you think about this game? Not the team moving forward, but this particular game. Does it change much? Apparently Richard Williams said more arch on DJ Jeffrey's shot. Said he was shooting it flat, more like a line drive, and now he's getting more arch on it. And that happened last night and helped his shooting. Whatever it is, uh, it worked last night for DJ Jeffries. Big contributor, big win for Mississippi State. Sports Talk Mississippi, we will be back right after this. Desperation is the English way. The time is gone. The song is over. I like something more to say. Communication system is a go. Go! This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly. Or to your boy, knocking it tight. Sayeth Figala. Yeah. Played really well in Jackson last year at the Sanderson Farms Championship. I enjoy watching him play. I enjoy that event, obviously. The Sanderson Farms? Yeah. Well, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. That was the prettiest sunrise Friday morning this year. I, uh, I after forgot we did the you two did shows, Gallo that day. Yeah, I, I did Gallo that morning and kind of, it was cold. 
It was cold early that morning, but man, what a gorgeous sunrise. I channeled my inner gallo on a now-deleted tweet because I know people don't follow me for political takes, but I, I do that often. I'll fire off something and inside, you know what, not worth it, turn it down. But it, it was a story about how our, our legislature has decided that or they passed through the House that the state fruit should be the blueberry. And I said, I'm glad we're focused on the important things. However long it took to draft that up and pass it through is time that they could have spent on literally anything important. But, you know, tomorrow at 6 and whatnot. I like blueberries. I do, too. So, so, hey, Dad, he tweeted it, realized that's not what people are following him for, and then he brought it to the Sports Talk Radio show. True. Well, we got three hours here. I don't have three hours with people. When people follow you on Twitter, they agree to sign up for whatever you're going to uh, to tweet. True. But, you know, I had somebody one time like, you know, when we follow you on Twitter, that's like you invited us into our your home. I'm like, no, it's quite the opposite. You just came in without an invite. You just sat down on my couch. Well, guess what? You're going to sit there and listen to what I have to say then. You're not allowed to complain. It's, it's not so much that you didn't invite them. It was just kind of like you all come and the, the front door's unlocked. But if you come... Yeah. You're dealing with me. You're dealing with me. If you don't like it, same door is open. Yes, yes, uh, indeed it is. Um, kind of a bummer news. I, I don't really care who this happens to, what the team is. We previewed Arkansas yesterday on on our 25 teams in 25 days preview. And then the news comes out today. We're talking about Arkansas's rotation. And I kind of talked in detail about Jackson Wiggins, right? And, you know, that hard fastball, trying to develop the breaking ball to go with it, trying to develop more consistency. ERA about six and a half a year ago. Got to get that number down. People were really looking to Jackson Wiggins to possibly take a big step forward for Arkansas this year. Potential draft pick. News comes out today. Jackson Wiggins, Tommy John surgery for a recent UCL injury. He is out for the season. That stinks. It's two years That's in a row. That's two years in a row, isn't it? Yeah, Peyton, with Peyton, Peyton Paulette last year. Last year um, right before the start of the season. And so that is a that is a tough break for Arkansas eight, nine days before the season begins when you're, you're ace, the, the ace of your staff. I mean, look, not that anybody's feeling sorry for them. It's part of the game. It happens to everybody. Mississippi State fans raising their hands. I mean, so many injuries a year ago. Ole Miss lost one of the most important pieces to its bullpen from a year ago in that postseason run in Josh Mallett's with Tommy John surgery during the offseason. He's going to miss the entire year. So it happens everywhere. It happens far more frequently than we would like. But it doesn't make it stink any less. And, I mean, that stinks bad for the Razorbacks. So... Uh, just a little bit of SEC baseball news. you got stuff happening all over the place. Mississippi State's got its fan day coming up on Saturday. Um, is the the move into the outfield, has that happened already, or is that this weekend? Yes, that's that's done. Okay. Didn't that used to be called duty people girl? Been out there. Yeah, they used to make a big thing. I don't know if they did it this year, but I know some people have, been, have moved in out there and they were you know watching the scrimmages these past couple weekends. Gotcha. Um, Ole Miss has the setup day for its students in right field. 
on Friday at 1 o'clock, and that's going to be a, a bit of a hootenanny, I suppose. Um, I, I drove by. I was I, I just hadn't used hootenanny in a long time. Figured I'd pull that one out. Will there be shenanigans? Uh, I think it'll Boston? be tame. I think a, a good time will be had. Shenanigans. Did you yeah. put on your pantaloons? <laughs> you guys. Um, I, the point was, I drove by. I wanted to see the scene that you, you guys were talking about yesterday. It's pretty incredible. Like, the entire left field terraced era is, area is nothing but tents. I'm not sure how they fared during the thunderstorms last night. Hey, they're college kids. They're all right. I mean, we, we got some biblical rain with the temperature dropping. Like two nights ago, I'm sure, was great when it stayed 60 all night long. And that last night was quite as much fun. I have a feeling if they were allowed coolers, which I assume they were, they had fun. I would imagine so. Rain, a tent, and beer with a bunch of 21 and over, for sure. Every person out there uh, would have had a great time. Yeah, but this was like big-time thunderstorms. Thunder, lightning, the whole deal. 22-year-old me would have had a blast. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. He, he keeps doing it, hey, Dad. He refuses <laughs> to admit to 18, 19-year-old Borky having a large time. Never happened. My dad listens to this sometimes. I don't want to disappoint him. He's already more disappointed than you could ever imagine. <laughs> what we're going to do right here is go back. And now back to the- Back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling. On Super Talk Mississippi. Hour with you, Sports Talk Mississippi. Lee Sterling will join us coming up in about 15 minutes. We'll talk with him about some Super Bowl prop bets as we get closer to the big game coming up this weekend. Look forward to that. And then in the 5 o'clock hour at 520, we will be joined by Elizabeth High School, Chef Elizabeth High School, and uh, we will talk uh, Super Bowl game day menu. And uh, who knows what else with uh, with her. You, you never know exactly what direction it's going to go when we uh, visit with Elizabeth, but uh, always have a good time. Uh, you, you've seen her on the Today Show and all over the place. She's uh, she's a ton of fun, and uh, we'll visit with Elizabeth. Hey, Dad might even learn something. Maybe. Very possible. You, you got questions for, for her? Well, I need to see you how the inter- where the interview goes, because she, she has such a wide breadth of culinary knowledge. That I know, I don't, I don't know where we're going to go with the interview. So, culinary. I want to see alternate culinary. pronunciation. Okay, very good. Yeah, yeah. So, like the Premier League, you know. Uh, you can be a part of the conversation on the ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from ceasefire business. Check them out online at ceasefire. Dot com slash business. As always, we are coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. You can visit them online at Dancing Rabbit Golf to book your tee time or plan your trip today. That's Dancing Rabbit Golf. 
part of Pearl River Resort. Lane Kiffin's Twitter timeline is nothing if not an exercise in randomness. Like, you absolutely never know what you are going to get. You scroll back 10 or 12 tweets, you find, you know, graphics of players now part of Ole Miss going back to signing day. You get a random picture of uh, the new dog. They, they, they got a second yellow lab that is standing in a bin of tennis balls. There's a picture of his dad, Monty, with a uh, big fish that he caught. Uh, you know, some random family stuff that's on there. There is a, uh, a really nice tweet on there. Six hours ago, heading to SEC head coach meetings this morning. Reminder again how much I miss my friend, the Pirate, at Hale State Football. He was sitting right next to me one year ago, cracking me up the whole day. Love and miss you. Hashtag never a phony. There is a random picture of the Auburn Jet on Hugh Freeze's Twitter timeline. And then there is this. Um, there was a picture today on the uh, the Twitters of uh, Hugh Freeze. He was rocking a, a new hoodie. And uh, it was, there was a logo on the hoodie that was a ripoff of a ripoff. Okay, so the, the SEC logo, the Circle SEC logo, is fairly iconic, right? I mean, the league went away from that for a while, and then they went back to it. And, and that's what the logo that they use on everything. And so some creative people not too terribly long ago, it's actually like a ripoff of a ripoff of a ripoff. Because Hey Dad says that Ole Miss ripped off SIP from Mississippi State. So that Mississippi State was using that before Ole Miss was using it. Okay. Ole Miss has used it and has kind of branded it and whatever else. And so they have replaced the SEC logo in the, the circle with SIP. They got it on sweatshirts and T-shirts and whatever. You see it all over the place. And so when you rip off a ripoff, you're, you're kind of being funny, but when you rip off the ripoff of a ripoff, you're just not creative anymore. I don't think. And what is it with Hugh Freeze copying everything that is Ole Miss for the last couple of months? But whatever. Go ahead and do your thing. So he, uh, the, the logo, uh, orange and blue circle logo, chest of his, um, of his hoodie, Under Armour logo right there in the picture, WAP. Mm-hmm. So let's get back to Lane Kiffin's tweet, and then we'll talk more about this in just a second. Lane Kiffin responds to Bunky Perkins' tweet with Hugh Freeze with the WAP hoodie. Do you know what that stands for, pal? Might want to ask at I am Cardi B. Facepalm emoji, tags Coach Hugh Freeze in it, and gives the eye roll frowny face emoji. Uh, and the, the best part about this, I didn't know until later. He did that knowing that in a couple hours they were going to be in a room together. Yep. At the <laughs> SEC coaches' meetings in Birmingham. All right. I saw that, and I was like, oh, wait, what? What? What, what is he doing? 
you guys are smart. You immediately recognize a Photoshop. I don't. I don't think Photoshop. Well, I saw I the I saw the original first. Okay, yeah, so I, I, I saw it last night on Borky's timeline. Yeah. So in truth, the logo said War W A R. Like the 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 R, the little stick off the R was very small because of it was in a circle and the the way the letters were, etc. Um. But that was photoshopped out for it to be a WAP logo for Hugh Freeze, which is really, really funny. Um, why, though, did e- e- even in ripping this off, why did they put war on there? I mean, I get that war is the first, I know war eagle, I get it. But the hashtag that Auburn uses for everything is WDE, which, by the way, would have fit and would have not lent itself to Photoshopping quite as easily. Why didn't they do that? Because, I mean, I, I, I think it says Eagle on the shirt, though, doesn't it? The no. original shirt? It's just got it's, little talons on it or whatever. It just says war. Because the, because the, Hugh Freeze the, wouldn't the, dare have the D word on, on his shirt. That's why. The Eagles have talons? The Eagles have large talons? <laughs> yeah, that's why, because you Freeze wouldn't dare have it. I don't know. I mean, That's a good point. The, the tweet was hilarious, and, and there are so many people that are like, oh, like, Lane, you're an idiot. It's fake. Like, he, he knows. He, he knows. Everybody knows. Well, no, I don't know. I think Bunky a- might have just caught his own coach in the crossfire. He's he's making a joke because Hugh Freeze has a past that would lend that kind of stuff to be softballs, and, and it, it, that is what it is. Oh, oh, wait, also, wait. Auburn, oh, he, him, Hugh Freeze ripping off the SIP deal is another example and a much larger point. When I told Ole Miss fans and State fans too, that guy, despite Ole Miss protecting him as much as they possibly could, despite his idiocy, has an axe to grind with the entire state of Mississippi. And he is going to do weird stuff like that for as long as he's coaching at Auburn before the bridge collapses there too. It's gonna state fans, you're gonna hate him. Ole Miss fans, you're gonna hate him because he has got an axe to grind, and he's gonna grind it until I'm just, that aforementioned bri- bridge. I'm collapses. just used to freezing the weird stuff at this point. You know, All right, boys, this is where it's game. gonna get fun. Let's go to the ceasefire text line. 601-879-4395. Y'all hate Auburn and Hugh Freeze so much you can't even get the story straight. It was photoshopped. Didn't we just say that it was photoshopped? We just said it. Well, yes, he, we, he didn't. We, we just said it. He, he, he didn't wait long enough to hear the entire thing. He was he was too big go, mad. Buddy. Good call, Chief. Um... I thought Sports Talk Mississippi was a sports talk show, not a teenage gossipy show. You thought wrong, buddy. Look three messages hey, up. Hey, can we get can we get some circle logo shirts made that say NFA? No fun allowed. No fun well, allowed. Say like STM, but okay. Um, I'm going to stay away from the religious jokes. That just makes me uncomfortable. They're all funny. I'm not saying they're not, but they that makes me uncomfortable, though. and so I'm just going to – I don't like to dance in the area of sacrilege if I can avoid it. Um, very funny. I'll do it. But unprofessional and childish. 
egg on the face for Ole Miss. It is not egg on, what, what, egg on the egg on the face for Ole Miss. I couldn't agree more. It's a football coach making a joke on Twitter. Can making nobody a joke have, of a joke. Can nobody have any fun anymore? Nobody can have any fun. The other night during the State of the Union, I, I watched two basketball just games. just make jokes. I watched the Ole Miss game and I watched the Pelicans game at the same time, and I tweeted, I'm watching basketball instead of the State of the Union. Doesn't get more American than that. And a guy replied, looks like you just traded one woke for the other. It's like, can I just enjoy one thing? Can can people enjoy no, stuff? 2023. Laugh, smile. It's no, okay. According, according to Johnny on Cobra Kai, Eagles also have fangs. Uh, I wish this was a giant group chat. <laughs> Q didn't rip that off. Gosh, the guy that makes imagine? the sip hoodie sent it to him. Some There's people on text line those. need to take a breather sometimes. Does a texter not know that feelings are for chumps? That's from Thomas in Greenwood. True story. Chump. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Here. Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah. Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. You want to be part of the conversation? You can join us on the ceasefire text line. Right now, though, Lee Sterling is joining us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. Lee from Paramount Sports was with us all through football season as he has been for the last several years. Nice to catch up in the, uh, the new year, Lee. What's up, my man? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. Um, finished the year off. How about these three days? So I had my birthday on the 29th of December, went to my favorite steakhouse, and had maybe the best meal ever. Had all family and friends there. And then the 30th, my daughter sings the national anthem at the Orange Bowl. 31st for New Year's, a friend of mine has a home on the water, and we had stone crabs and lobster. There you go. Yeah. So From Joe's? Try, just or, trying or to keep up with you, yourself? Richard. I mean, I see you crisscrossing the country, yeah. doing games with your family. You were in New York City, right? Yes. I uh, was able to sneak off for a couple of days right before Christmas and had a uh, had a great time. Good, good way to get in the holidays. holidays there? Uh, it's spectacular. Absolutely yeah. is. So, hold on. You mentioned your daughter singing uh-huh. at the Orange Bowl, which I know is really cool for you. But that's a great bridge into uh, our conversation. We're talking prop bets. And you have mentioned to us the last couple of years that your daughter has a knack for deciding over or under on the length of the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Right. So we've got a new singer this year, Chris Stapleton, who she studied, has, she says has an incredible voice. Oh, he's unbelievable. He is, if you haven't seen his concerts or going, you got to go. But here's something interesting. He's not singing a national anthem in a sporting event that we can find. Have you heard of him singing the National Anthem at any sporting event? Uh, no, I have not. So we we scoured the Internet, couldn't find anything over the last 20 years. Okay. So she feels that total started at a minute 59 and a half. It's moved up to about two minutes and five, two minutes and six seconds. She said the phrasing that he uses... 
Now, he holds notes a little bit longer, but the phrasing before he gets to these notes has gotten short over the years. 44 years old, she said even the air quality when you sing out in a drier environment like Arizona could affect a singer. And she said the gold standard, well, obviously was Whitney Houston, but uh, of recent years, probably Adina Menzel, who sang it in two minutes and four seconds. She says he's 44 years old, has five kids. She says he's tired. She says it's going under two minutes and six seconds. (laughs) I I agree with the under, uh, because I don't think there's going to be a lot of extra. Oh, oh, there's one more thing she, she threw in, she told me. She said, normally, in fact, I even look back, when my daughter used to sing the national anthem, now she's not in Chris Stapleton's category, but she used to sing it a minute 38 to a minute and 40. She now sings it between two, two minutes to two minutes and five seconds. She said, there is a tendency when you do it for the first time to do it quicker. Hmm. Yeah, really hard to hold back, she said, yeah, and, and, yeah. and slow down. I get that. I, get that. Yeah. I don't see there being any stage fright for a guy like Chris Stapleton. No, He's no, but I, I will say skill. this. So my daughter, unlike me, uh, usually until I got hit the first time in a football game or something, she has sang like national anthems at heat games when LeBron and Wade were there. Nothing. Didn't phase her at all. So I noticed the noise, the crowd noise, the Tennessee fans and the Clemson fans for the game. She looked up. I looked. She was taking it in. And it was louder, I think, than she inspected, expected. Wow. I saw her do some things I'd never seen her do. And her performance, if you want to check it out, it's on YouTube. Type in Brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E, Sterling. Type in 2002. It'll come up first. She held at, at one point during the National Anthem the microphone with both hands. Never seen her do that. And at the end, she waved to everyone. Never seen her do that. And she also came off, and her hands were shaking for about 10 minutes afterwards. Never seen that in her. And I said, what was that with the wave? She goes, she, she says, Dad, I kind of blacked out. <laughs> wow. wow. So just it tells you, here's someone doesn't get affected by stuff like that normally, and just tells you the high that, that players must feel when they play in a big game like a, a college football, a huge game or a championship game, be it college football championship or a Super Bowl, or singing the national anthem. I think Chris Stapleton might actually get a little nervous. All right. So uh, we've got the under on the national yep. anthem, and let's talk about the, uh, the game. How about the game yep. itself? Right. Philadelphia, small favorite. I mean, this is basically a pick em. Philly's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The total's at 51. It's been pretty steady uh, for, the, for the two weeks going into this, uh, into mm-hmm. this game. Uh, what about the game itself? So I made, I think, a lot of money betting on Andy Reid coming out of the bye. He's 28-4 with an extra week to prepare. Pretty incredible record there. And Patrick Mahomes, until this year, has been a guy you don't want to bet against. This year, uh, gone, I think it's like 8-10-1, eight, eight, or no, I'm sorry, 7, I think maybe 7-11-1 overall. But um, he's a winner. Problem here is, I, 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 there's, it's rare when I say this, I think the Eagles really have no weakness. 
That offensive line with three pro bowlers is special. Defensive line, eight, nine guys, they rotate 55 sacks. I think you're going to still win a lot of games up front unless Hurts throws three or interceptions and they turn the ball over three or four times. I think Philadelphia is the right side. All right, so lay in the points with Philadelphia. We'll, uh, I'll take we'll a money see. line. I mean, it's going to be minus 120, minus 125. Might as well play them on the money. Another thing that, that also I noticed, if you grade out Patrick Mahomes, both Super Bowls, only one good quarter out of the eight quarters. So might be facing one of these tough defenses like he faced a few years ago with uh, the Bucks. I'm curious. I mean, you, you put a lot of faith in your daughter on this national anthem thing, and she's won, what, eight in a row correctly. Yep. Is, this a, is this a big play for you? Yeah. It will. Here's, here's the thing, though, about prop wagers. You can usually only wager $500 max on it. So okay. I've got a few accounts. I'll max it out. If, uh, if, if I could wager, go to Vegas. I have a couple friends placing bets in Vegas on it also. A couple have already made, and a couple more will do it. I think there's an edge there, you know, so uh okay. got an edge, might, might as well take advantage. They don't want anyone betting, you know, fifty or $100,000 on this kind of wager. Prop wagers, uh, Vegas, uh, sports books around the country that are legal, they want you playing as many as possible. That way you're going to win some, lose some, and the big will get you. All right, so in terms of props, give me two or three that you – I mean, like, okay. are you are you in on color of the, the liquid poured on the winning coach? I'll take a shot there. Color? So what's your favorite flavor of Gatorade? I, you, I'm, I'm a lemon-lime guy. I'm a lemon-lime okay. guy. How about you, Michael? Uh, all of them except for orange. Okay. So this surprised me. Number one seller is Cool Blue. Number two is Fruit Punch. Number three is Lemon-Lime. Number four – Four and five are Glacier Freeze, which is blue in color, yeah. orange, and then grape is six. I like cool blue and grape are my two favorites, but uh, and always lemon-lime if I'm not feeling well. Three of the last four years, they poured blue on the head coach that won the Super Bowl. Some people think, you know, red now if the Chiefs win, uh, but I think they're going to put a flavor that, that players like, and players like blue right now. Uh, I'm going to ride blue at plus 400 because of the price. Um, another one I like, I like the cross bets. Uh, Toronto guard Fred Van Vliet, points and assists versus Chiefs total score. He averages 19.7 points a game and six and a half assists here. But here's the kicker. They're playing at home against Detroit. Detroit's Pistons defense has given up 120-plus points seven times during January, three times of 135 points. And a couple player props I like. Kenneth Gainwell, over 19.5 rushing yards. Here's a guy from Memphis, really good. Uh, they put him in on third downs, and a lot of times they'll keep him in for a few more plays after that. They don't just pull him out. Uh, even if he doesn't carry or someone else gets the first down. So he can score through and get 8, 10, 12 yards, and they'll keep him in. He can get it in one series. I project him at 36, 37 yards over, 19.5 rushing yards, and Juju Smith-Schuster over 40 receiving yards. Got hurt early in the conference championship game. I think he's going to be a big part of the game plan for the Chiefs. Those are a couple player props I like also. You know, one of the things that kind of kick, so we know who's advertising. We just don't know the order of when the ads are going to run. Mm-hmm. So you can do first to air commercial props. You can bet on anything when it when it comes I don't to the do Super Bowl. That. <laughs> I saw right. there's some leaked commercials. You can watch the commercials, but um, there you go. 
And you know what I can't do also? First player to score a touchdown. I think it's too random. Yeah. 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 I, I thing is, you. have fun, right? Should be a fun Sunday night. Thanks yeah. as always for your time, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Take care, guys. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. We'll be right back. Sports Talk Mississippi. (laughs) On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, Sports Talk Mississippi. Streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us. You want to be a part of the conversation, you can join us on the Ceasefire text line 601 879 4395. So Lee Sterling thinks the under is the play on the national anthem. He thinks Blue Gatorade is a good bet. He likes the Philadelphia Eagles to win outright. Uh, well, that'd be their favorite. Uh, and he's just going to take them on the money line. And there were some prop bets that he liked in there, the cross-sport stuff. Fred Van Vliet versus total points for the Chiefs, I think, was one of the one. Points and assists. Versus, so, yeah. You can, not, you can not to be confused with Greta Van Vliet, which is a young rock band with a singer that sounds like Getty Lee and Robert Plant's child. I know that's not anatomically uh, possible, but that's what he sounds like. I learned like last year that that band is not fronted by a woman named Greta Van Fleet. No, that that was their teacher like in middle school. Yeah, I thought I thought that was the lead singer's name. No. For a long time. Oh, they're awesome though. I mean, people talk about how they're. Oh yeah, the, the music's good. Yeah. Yeah, I hate the. Well, they're just they want to be Led Zeppelin, one of the greatest rock bands of all time. They they're influenced wants by to be them. Led Zeppelin. Oh man, how terrible. Man, you I want to be Led Zeppelin. They're so bad, and and Sam Smith, he's awesome though. But yeah, these guys that want to be like Robert Plant, they're 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 the bad ones. Crazy. We'll have some fun with some prop bets tomorrow on the uh, on the show, among lots of other things on a Friday, including a food Friday. But uh, these were more head to head, first to air commercial props: avocados from Mexico or Hellman's. Experian versus Rakuten. What is Rakuten? It's like one of those bid-to-win things website, you know, where you can get, like, a an iPod for, or an iPad for, like, two bucks. Oh, okay. Those actually work? They do. Have tried that? They, they yeah. some of them do. Now, there's, there's some scam ones, so you got to weed them out. But, yeah, that's, that, they, um... Not that buying space on arenas and team jerseys means anything. Hello, FTX, but um, they're they're a legitimate business. Uh, they're just they're based in Japan and they get a bunch of wholesale stuff like DH Gate. You know DH Gate or yep. um, AliExpress, which is now shut down, unfortunately. So all these jerseys and all this stuff gets made overseas for the most part, right? The American dream. 
you had these websites that would be based in these countries that would sell them back to the states for pennies on the dollar for what they're sold in retail in the states. Like you could get like a an etched like official team jersey, like a Saints jersey. When Drew Brees was playing, right? I have a friend that bought a jersey on AliExpress. You did this one time. I did. I, I got a, a Pelicans jersey for twenty four dollars, and it retailed for like one sixty. Okay. Because and it took like six weeks to get here because it was coming from some warehouse in China that either got surplus or whatever. I've got two USA Soccer jerseys from there. Uh, I've yeah. I mean, but the website got shut down or the warehouse got raided by the feds. I don't know what happened, but it worked. Okay. So it's something like that, but more legitimate. Or not. They just haven't been shut down yet. They haven't been shut down yet. But yeah, they buy like jersey space and, and stuff like that. They're pretty prevalent. M&M's versus Pepsi Zero Sugar. Popcorn. So we're just betting on which commercial comes on television first? Yes. Yeah, you can. In, in, in some areas. Popcorners versus oh, what are popcorners? I've seen that commercial actually. Now it's got uh, it's got Heisenberg and Jesse in it. They're eating uh, they're, it's chips. It's like popcorn chips. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe I should have inferred that from the name. Only four ingredients, never fried. There you go. Remember when Super Bowl commercials were good? Yeah, we talked about that when you were we, off. It's we had this shame. discussion the other day. We're, we looked. So we talked about how companies like to give you a message now, as opposed to just making you laugh. Again, it's 2023. Jokes aren't allowed. Yeah, I mean, I need Clydesdales. I need polar bears for with uh, Coke bottles. Um, I, you know, the last like super serious commercial that I remember that I liked was uh, was Dodge when they they had Paul Harvey reading the script. That's a good one. Yeah, it was a Ram truck where. Uh, oh, what was the. What was the story or the poem he read? That was great. Going to be considerably less crypto this year. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> seems reasonable. Yeah. Um, if, uh, yeah, hey, that and I relished in the Real Men of Genius. Great today, series of today commercials. Today we salute you, Mr. Yes. Whatever you are. Those were great. Mr. Sports Talk Radio producer. Yeah, hey, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys watch, leading into Mississippi State's game last night, the end of the Vanderbilt-Tennessee game? No, when I saw the the final shot about a hundred times on Twitter yesterday. Wow. I mean... Vanderbilt had to foul Tennessee five times? I think they had to foul five times in 18 seconds just to get Tennessee to the free throw line for a one and one God made a farmer. That's what it was. And yet Tennessee passed up an open dunk to, to waste clock and cost him. Ultimately, Santiago Vescovi... Goes to the free throw line, misses the front end of a one and one. Vandy gets the rebound, pushes it into the front court, calls a timeout with four ish seconds left. 
They go and they draw up a play. They inbound it to the big man, Liam Robbins. He's out on the perimeter with his back to the goal. Gives a handoff to Ezra Mignon, who looks like he's got a clear lane to the basket for a layup to tie the game. Pretty good closeout defensively. And then he goes pass into the corner, and Tyron Lawrence just absolutely drains a three. It was one of those where the net barely moved as it went through. Dead center, no doubt about it being good, and they go crazy. And there were like 5,000 Tennessee fans there. Loved how with the the Vanderbilt setup there, obviously the bench behind the, the bucket. Right. As he's letting the, the ball go, his teammates are already coming out. They know. They know he's going to hit it. And they're they're ready to celebrate as the ball's still in the air. I thought that was a great great visual. Great play draw up by Stackhouse there. Because Tennessee collapsed on the rim and left that dude wide open. Vanderbilt and, and, followed up the saddest field storming of all time after their win over Florida with a very sad court storming. Like 80 students or so found their way onto the court. I don't know if you watched closely or not, but there was court one, sprinkling. one of those students decided to kind of go toward the Tennessee huddle and was immediately turned away and grabbed by a security guard. And like two minutes later, he was the security guard was still holding on to him, just waiting on the court to clear, like he's taking him to Good. jail. I, I'm, I'm cool with that. If you're going to storm the court, don't mess with the other team. Go to yours. I'm cool with that. Go, go to yours. I agree. Go spend the night in, in jail. You learned a lesson, bud. And mom and dad will write a check, and maybe you'll, you'll have to do a few hours of community service, or yeah, uh, maybe. Yes, yes. I mean, great play draw up, really good. Bad court storming by Vanderbilt. I don't know if uh, the other students either didn't care or couldn't get past security or chose not to bull rush security. Whatever the reason, yes, it was a very mild court storming. For Vanderbilt, and, and immediately, when I'm watching a game and that happens, I immediately goes, I go, hmm, that was expensive. I don't, I don't know what number court storm that was for Vanderbilt. I don't know if that was a fifty thousand dollar infraction, a hundred thousand dollar infraction, or a two hundred fifty thousand dollar infraction, but it was an infraction. I don't think I've seen the email from the SEC today yet. I'll, I'll have to see on that. No, it hasn't come through yet. I wish they didn't have those emails, but you know. Yeah. Well, they do. That's a that's a good win for Southern Miss too. Transitive property. Yeah. I mean it helps the net rankings. It absolutely helps the net rankings, no question. Which have not been updated today, much to my chagrin. Net rankings have not. Nah, it still says as of February eighth. Huh. I thought that happened Slackers. in like real time. I, well, I, I, it doesn't happen in real time, but it's usually next day. Oh, wow. Well, this is through games of February 8th on the NCAA site, so that's updated. It's through games played why, on February there's no 8th. no way if Tennessee is still third after. No, no way. Alabama is two, Tennessee is three, Arkansas 23, Mississippi State 47. They stayed the same. State stayed at 47. Fandy jumps from 106 to 97. You're you're just upset that Tennessee didn't fall after the loss? Well, I mean, I figure they would drop a little bit, yeah. A little more than just one spot. Not much. 
We'll wrap up the 4 o'clock hour next. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and Super Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. So what about the slate of games coming up this weekend in SEC basketball? We mentioned the importance of Mississippi State and Alabama. That is, it's of local importance, and it's one of the more significant games that's happening in the conference when you look to um, what's happening this weekend. Is that the first game to tip off on Saturday also? Uh, no. No, no, no. That's a that's not game. five. Yep. Yeah. All right, so you got Kentucky at Georgia. Kentucky cannot afford to lose that game. And Georgia traditionally, like whether they're good or not, plays Kentucky really hard at Stegman. Georgia's a good spoiler. They, 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 they through the years, have found a way to mess people up. Yeah. South Carolina at Ole Miss, that's at noon on SEC Network. Calling that? No, I'm in uh, Baton Rouge. Okay. So... Would have loved to. Uh, we got the we got the seventh grade dance on uh, on Saturday. This is a first first dance for Ava Montgomery. So I would have loved to have been at home, but uh, no, I'll be in Baton Rouge on Saturday night. Seventh grade dance apparently is a big deal. We didn't huh? we didn't have a seventh grade dance. Do you guys have a seventh grade dance at Saint Al? Mm-hmm. Really? You remember it well? No, I didn't go. You didn't go. Come on! Didn't have much luck with the ladies back then. Mm. Just a lack of confidence. I mean, you, you would have been fine. If you'd been more confident, you'd have been great. I, w- I would have been, but I wasn't. So. Do you have a full beard in seventh grade? <laughs> <laughs> Porky, why did that one get to him? The visual. There we go. It's been a while since we've had a good belly laugh from Haydad. We got one there. Woo! No. When did the full no. beard come in? I, I started being able to grow a beard like when I was a senior. Of course, you weren't allowed to have a beard in, in high school. So, mm. But if I went a couple days without shaving, somebody would pull me aside in the hallway and be like, you need to uh, make sure you take care of that for school tomorrow. Really? Could I have gotten yeah. away with this just like the stubble? Yeah, you were good. You'd have been good. Okay. Um. So so, when did you first grow the beard fully, and how long has it been continuous? Uh, I stopped working in the restaurant business in thirteen and started growing it pretty much right after that. Um, Are you and, not you allowed know, to I'll have a beard it. in the I, restaurant business? You could have a goatee, but not a full beard. At Papa John's, anyway. I don't know about other restaurants. Huh. What was the rationale there? And uh. I have I've I've always wondered, like like the hair doesn't fall out of the chin part, but it'll fall off the sides part. What what are we getting at there? Okay, but you know whatever. I didn't ask, and I didn't really care that much. But uh, I've shaved it a few times. No, I know, no. As long as you had a because we wore hats and visors oh. and stuff. So. Um, but anyway, uh, since then I've shaved a few times, but uh, yeah, I usually I just grow it right back. I haven't shaved since well, like a month after the pandemic started. I shaved because I couldn't get to the barber, and uh, but I grew it back, and I have not 
shaved it all the way off since then. Hmm. I was trying to remember if at any point during the time of this show you had gone clean-shaven, so briefly. I have a couple times, I think. Okay. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what that has to do with South Carolina and Ole Miss. Oh, the dance thing. Uh, that is at noon. It's uh, it's a game that Ole Miss would feel good about if they won. It kind of would be like the game against Georgia, right? It really change anything, but you just feel better. Yeah, last weekend before baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Opportunity there for Ole Miss. Yeah, they can win two in a row. Trying to turn it into a little winning streak. Alabama at Auburn. That is a that is an interesting a big game, game for Auburn. Auburn has not been playing well. Auburn has lost four of their last five. They lost to Texas A&M at home, at West Virginia, beat Georgia, lost at Tennessee, lost at A&M. And now they've got their in-state rival that's ranked third in the country coming off a win, a convincing win. That's a big game for Auburn. Alabama riding high at 11-0 in the league. Vandy's at Florida. That's a big one for Florida. Yeah, Gators, gotta have that. Gotta have it. Missouri at Tennessee. That's two NCAA tournament teams. Missouri is a different team on the road than they are at home. Period. They shoot it ridiculously well inside Mizzou Arena and on the road much less so. And Tennessee's a team that can lock you down defensively. And is coming off of disappointing loss on the road. I think it's a tough spot for Maryland. Mississippi State at Arkansas, huge, huge. ESPNU, Saturday night. I'll find out who's doing that game for you on television, if you care. Yeah, I do you, care. You want to truly get in the conversation, because right now they're still not even in the, like they're in the, according to Joey Brackett. closer to the, the next four out. Yeah. You want to make the conversation really real? Go win that game. No doubt. If they win that game, that they might they might be the last four in kind of thing. They could jump up enough for that. Mm, I don't know if they go that far after that win, but it, it puts them in the right in the right direction. Those Seventeen right and direction. eight, five straight wins. Yeah, and Texas A and M at LSU. That's a that's a big one for A and M, who is now in the field. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven on Super Talk Mississippi. Gathered in their masses, just like witches at Black Masses. Welcome again, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV, and of course on your Supertalk Mississippi radio stations. Great as always to be with you. You want to be a part of the conversation? We'd love for you to join us on the Ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from Ceasefire Business. You can find out more online at ceasefire.com slash business. Sports Talk coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. 
You want to gamble on golf? You can do that at the Sportsbook or basketball or the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. be a great place to watch the game. That's the Sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino. Hey, a reminder that uh, you can win. Country music superstar Morgan Wallen is coming to Oxford, and Super Talk is giving you a chance to win tickets. Just enter your name at one of our registration boxes located all throughout the state. For example, Exhaust Pro in Macomb. Coburn's AC and Heat in Meridian, or at Weathers Auto Supply in Corinth, plus many more. The full list of places that you can register is available online at supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen. Winners will get two sweet seat tickets to see Morgan Wallen at Vaught Hemingway Stadium on Sunday, April 23rd. Ticket giveaway presented by First South Farm Credit, King's Daughters Medical Center, Jumpstart Test Prep, and Toyota of Brookhaven. All right, let's get to the college football fix. The college football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough, but don't you dare stop there. Test drive the 2023 F-150, best-selling truck in America for 46 straight years. We have rankings from Bill Connolly, the returning production rankings. Now, we do not yet have the ESPN Power Index rankings. Those will come out early part of the summer, I think. But we do know that returning production factors heavily into the ESPN Power Index when that comes out. And it feels like that's something we have to explain every time. We're like, how in the world is Mizzou or is Missouri in the top 15? Well, because they're ninth in the country in returning production. That's how. So we'll get to the power index rankings when they come out later in the year. But for now, we have the returning production rankings. This is, is it simply yards from scrimmage, Borky? Or it's is it more than- offense and defense. Okay. And special teams. I mean, it's everything. It's, it's production uh, okay. from your entire football team. The highest-ranked team in the Southeastern Conference is your Texas A&M Aggies. Hey, look, you need justification for why they're going to be ranked, where they're going to be ranked in the uh, in the preseason polls next year. There it is. They got a ton of production coming back. Oh, I bet they'll be ranked in the top fifteen by some people. Maybe not everybody, but some somebody will do it. You watch. Oh, I I think they'll be top 15 in the AP poll, which means more than somebody will put them there. Should be taken away from every voter. Well, let's just pause right there for a second. If you had a vote next year, would you vote Texas A&M in the preseason top 25? No. No. I would. As much as I roll my eyes at Jimbo and am not impressed... There was a lot of young talent that they misused this year or didn't use enough. There are a lot of problems with that program, but talent ain't one of them. I know they had some guys leaving the portal, put together another good recruiting class. Had 25 guys leaving the portal. That's a lot. That's a lot. 
It wasn't just guys that were freshmen a year ago, though. No. I mean, we, we have to be fair if we tell we're 25, that's a lot of guys that left in the portal, but we also explain away all the time that some portal attrition is good and some yeah. portal attrition like is they bad. Like they had one former player commit to ULM today. Well, there you go. Okay. I think my – look, I'm not high on Texas A&M like, oh, they're about to go win the league. There's a lot of talent on that roster – and I think they figured the quarterback thing out. And I gotta believe they're gonna be better on the lines of scrimmage. And they can't be any worse in terms of offensive play calling with Bobby Petrino there than they were with Jimbo. What am I missing? What why would you not have them? I, I'm not saying top fifteen, I'm just saying even in your top twenty five. Cause they're gonna go eight and four or worse. Yeah, but you I say just that's just what that they do. Fact. You still got to evaluate them based on what they are going into a okay. season. They're not better than Alabama or LSU. They'll lose to State, and they'll lose another one that they probably shouldn't lose. If they go to Miami this year, they'll probably lose that one too. Okay. Evaluation done. You hate Texas A&M, and so you refuse to give them any credit. Hate is not the deserve. right word. I, I don't hate Texas A&M. I just watch them play every year, and they're never they never live up to expectations. Where do they deserve credit? Talent on the roster. That's it. Wasn't that same thing said going into last season? Yeah, but we also said, I mean, last year we're like, look, if you think Texas A&M is going to be great based on the recruiting class they just had, you're dumb. Because you don't have 15 impact freshmen in the SEC. I don't care how highly rated your class is, it doesn't work that way in the SEC. If you're looking for three impact freshmen out of a top ten class, then okay, maybe you're on to something. I guess I just think that those guys have grown up a little bit, right? They've got some experience. They've been through some games. They, they've got dudes. And, and look, I'm not trying to be a stand for Texas A&M by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's super fun when they fall flat on their face. I'm just a little concerned that they're not going to fall flat on their face this year. Love to be wrong when it's all said and done. Second most production returning in the SEC, Missouri. Six and six again. Okay. Nah, I mean, they could jump up to seven and five, eight and four. They just gave him a fat extension. I don't understand it. I, I don't understand how Missouri gave him. I mean, what happens if they do roll out another one of those? And you just gave him a $2.5 million raise, and his buyout's over $20 million. You signed yourself into purgatory. Nobody was coming after him. Ole Miss had to fight Auburn to keep Lane Kiffin. There, uh, there's justification for his ridiculous raise. Because he had to fight somebody off to keep him. Missouri fought against themselves. They were... I mean, swinging nunchucks around and kept hitting themselves in the shoulders. Like, they were just fighting it's against the, themselves. It's the same argument that you had for, for when Jimbo got his raise. Texas A&M would try to convince you that they were 
looking to prevent Scott Woodward and LSU from coming after Jimbo, and that's why they did it as like a preemptive measure, but that's a stretch at best. Third most production returning in the SEC, Auburn. Hmm. Well, we'll see how that turns out because, I mean, the guy who has a lot of those numbers, Ashford, I mean, they would probably prefer for him not to be the quarterback when we get to the kickoff. They've tried like heck to find somebody else to come in and play the spot, and they have swung and missed repeatedly. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss, 30th nationally, 4th in the SEC. You're talking about Quinshawn Judkins and Jackson Dart leading the way. They chuck everything. Yeah, and then a bunch of guys, I guess, coming back on the defensive side as well. Here's one that's scary. LSU, 32nd nationally in returning production, fifth most in the SEC, and that's off a team that won the West last year. And they get their quarterback back, and they get pieces back in the passing game, and they're going to get what will be a preseason All-American back at linebacker and Harold Perkins, and some pieces on the offensive line. It, it, it feels like the worm has turned quickly in Baton Rouge. Yeah, and if Kayshawn Booty had come back for another year, they would probably be ahead of Ole Miss on this list. Yes. Vandy, sixth most. They're 58th nationally. Tennessee, sixth at uh, number 69 nationally. Nice. Losing a quarterback really harms you yeah. in this. Yeah. And Hyatt, too. And a couple of stud receivers as well. We'll look at the rest of this list when we come back with you. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on supertalk.fm, the Supertalk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Six years ago to get to, uh, six years ago today when um, Denzel Kimdichie fell on uh, fell asleep on the air with with us. <laughs> six years ago, uh, Borky. I I won't lie and tell you I didn't listen to that segment. Does, it, does it feel like that was longer than that? Or it does actually? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Dad, Jason says, wait, are we sure that State is going to beat A&M or really anyone of consequence right now? I'm not, and I think A&M is not going to be what they should be until Jimbo is gone. I'm sure. You are pretty high on this Mississippi State team going into 2023. They are 91st nationally in mm-hmm. returning production. Yeah. Um, Lost a couple of guys that we talked about yesterday that are headed to the NFL Combine. 
Lost a running back. Yeah, from a from a defensive standpoint, State returns its top three tacklers, but then four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten are all gone. Oh wow! Wow. So top three: Jet Johnson and who else? Bookie Watson. And then DeCamry Richardson was third. But then starting down, it's Colin Duncan, Tyrus Wheat, Jalen Green, Emmanuel Forbes, Jackie Matthews, Cameron Young, and Randy Charlton. Now the good news for State is a guy like Jaden Crumity, who only played five games, is not on this list. He'll, he'll obviously shoot up this list. Uh, but they, they got some, they've got some holes there in the secondary, which is why they've recruited the portal as hard as they have for defensive backs and got three potential starters at safety in this, in this group. Yeah, but Crumity's also not He's not going to put up huge tackle numbers because he's a defensive lineman. No, but he'll be there where Cameron Young and Randy Charlton were at 9 and 10. Yeah, okay. Um, On the offensive side, lose a running back. Mm-hmm. By the way, that and saga course, finally you know, came to an end. Dylan Johnson is finally at University finally of Washington. Ended, yeah. um, and with State, you know, because they ran the ball so so little... I mean, Johnson rushed for 488 yards. You're like, oh, that's not that big a chunk. That's 49% of State's rushing yards from a season ago. One yeah. guy, 488 yards, 49%. What about in the passing game? Some losses there, obviously. You know, Ra Ra Thomas to the portal. Uh, Dylan Johnson, 285 yards receiving, that's gone. Austin Williams, 291, that's gone. And then you have Caleb Ducking, who, you know, I know he says he's in the transfer portal, but he's not really. But that's 477 yards gone as well. So Wait, what? We're sitting there right at 1,000 yards of the uh, 4,000 state pass for, I guess. That's our, maybe a little bit more than that, maybe 1,200 yards. That's not there anymore. What's the Caleb Ducking thing? Uh, he entered the transfer portal, but he doesn't have any eligibility left. So don't know why, he's, why or what, what the reasoning is there. But one way or another, he's not back in Starkville next year. He's not back in Starkville, yeah, so you take him off the list. Is he, like, applying for an extra year for some reason? He's He might try to, but he, I don't think he'll get it. He's played four years, and his, uh, in the COVID year, when he, you could get an extra year of eligibility, he was academically ineligible and had to academically redshirt. So he didn't play in 2020, so he's got no loss of eligibility there. Well, but everybody got a free year in 2020. You do, but, I mean, the fact that he was academically redshirting takes that away. Like, it's not that he didn't play because of COVID or anything. He couldn't have played in 2020, period. But 2020 didn't so, count against anybody, unless did, I get did what you're it count saying, against you, you have, if you were not eligible yes. to play that season? Because you, you have four to play five, and they're not, they, they, they're not going to give a COVID year for someone who was academically ineligible to play. Like you think that's the case or like you know for sure? I know that's, that's the, case. the case. Yes, I know that's the case. Okay. Cuz that's state that's state was never at any point planning on him being back. They assumed he had exhausted his, his eligibility. He's entered the portal on some somebody's advice, but as it stands right now, he does not have any eligibility. Okay. Um other teams with so so Mississippi State is like 10th in the league in terms of returning production. Yeah. South Carolina, Arkansas, Florida, Alabama, dead last. I know Crazy I know they don't rebuild, they just reload. 
But, I mean, it's a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback that smart people will tell you actually played better this year, even though his numbers were down from a year ago. So let me just, let's just go through this exercise just, just for a second. If you are absolutely without question picking Alabama to win the West, and I know not, I know there's people who are going to pick LSU, but there are a lot of people that are going to pick Alabama to win the West. And, and, and why not, right? Give them the benefit of the doubt. Are you sure that whoever Ty Simpson or Jalen Milrow or whoever it is that's playing quarterback is only fractionally worse than Bryce Young? Because if Bryce Young doesn't play against Ole Miss this year, Ole Miss wins that game. If Bryce Young doesn't play against Texas, Texas wins that game against Alabama. And you're talking about a four-loss Alabama team. He did not play against Texas A&M, and they barely won that game. Held on by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. If Bryce Young plays not as well as he did against Texas and Ole Miss, Alabama loses those two games. So if you assume whoever they have at quarterback next year is slightly worse than Bryce Young was, and they were not great at receiver, and they're losing a bunch of guys to the NFL, and they were one-dimensional at running back with Jameer Gibbs, who was better at the beginning of the year than he was at the end of the year, and Cameron Latu is gone at tight end. Are we sure of what Alabama is going to be this coming season? I'm not. I mean, I know they're going to be good because they're just too talented and Saban's too good a coach, but I can't I can't sit there and tell you I think they're going to win a national title or even contend for one. And, oh, by the way, They've got a new defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and oh, by the way, mm-hmm. they've got a new offensive coordinator. And Borky, when he and I talked this morning, he was like, "And can can we remember for a second what Bill O'Brien was?" Yeah. Uh, no, he he sucks. He's just some bum. He's not a guy that was a head coach and a GM and the offensive coordinator of an NFL team that won their division multiple times. Bad coaches stuff, but... don't do that. Like, yes, yeah, he made bad trades as a GM because he's not a GM. He's a coach. But with all that on his plate, he won the division in the NFL multiple times, and you want to tell me that person can't scheme offense. Is that really the hill you want to die on? I understand, like, there's this Saban worship that that I've noticed that goes on in media. And I'm not, like, being the contrarian, the guy that's like, well, actually, LeBron James sucks. Like, I'm not being that guy. No, Nick Saban's the greatest college football coach of all time. His, His standard... Is all, the, the way he's been able to get players to buy in and, and all of that, he is excellent. He has churned through coordinators and continued to be good always. He just does it. He's the best. But why does that mean we can't question things? Is he perfect? Is, is he got himself on the sidelines of Alabama? I, I mean, it's fair to say, hey, you guys are foolish if you say that Bill O'Brien's bad at scheming offense. Hey, if Pete Golding sucks so bad, why did 
Nick Saban keep him on staff for five years? Why is everybody in, in SEC land afraid to talk about that like that? Or when he talks about NIL, hey guys, he's full of crap. Why is everybody so afraid to say that? Just because he wins games? He's a human like the rest of us. He's not perfect. We got a question on the ceasefire text line. I say a question. Uh, It was just a statement. It's uh, an Alabama area code. Birmingham, I think. True, but defense should be better. So we're talking about Alabama's losses. He says true, but their defense should be better. And I said, why? And his response, Kevin Steele is better than Pete Golding, for one. Yeah, Kevin Steele had the had Miami cooking last year. I mean, they gave up 45 points at home to Middle Tennessee State in a loss. Um, yeah. I, I think really Kevin good. Steele's a good coach. Yeah. I do. Sure. But, but Kevin, Kevin Steele's been a lot of places. How'd that go? He is one of the most entertaining coaches that I've ever had a chance to visit with. Clemson immediately started competing for championships after he left. Imagine that. He's coached at Tennessee, New Mexico State, Oklahoma State, Nebraska, the Carolina Panthers, Baylor, Florida State, Bama, Clemson, LSU, Auburn, Tennessee again, Miami, and now back to Alabama. Whew. Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices, plus exclusive interviews with coaches, players, and legends from the past. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV, and on your Supertalk Mississippi radio stations all across the Magnolia State. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. Let's go to the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. She is a chef. She is an author. She is a contributor at the Today Show. She has been on Food Network. She is a business owner, and she is currently in the process of kicking breast cancers, but... She is yeah. Elizabeth High School, and she is on your radio right now. Hello, Elizabeth. Hey, Richard. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. You Good. got mad at me last year because I did not call you leading yeah. up to the Super Bowl to talk about what we should be cooking, and so I called early this year. Uh, we, we've even got time to prepare. This is not last-minute yeah. stuff this year. So what are we doing? It's, I'm telling you what we're doing. So this is a new recipe that I've been working on, and I'm, I mean, it is solved like, I don't have a whole lot of problems in this world, but one of the things that aggravates me more than anything is when you make, like, a big, huge sheet pan nacho, and then, like, you end up and there are only about six chips that have everything good on them, you know, and if yeah. you're not first to that sheet pan, you're going to lose out, and then you're just left with the chip with maybe a little piece of cheese hanging off. So what I've done is just turned and just reversed this whole thing and made a, a dip that you take your tortilla chips and you dip in rather than the whole nacho sheet pan deal. So super easy. You're going to use your crock pot because the last thing you want to be doing is cooking while that game is on, you know? I mean, you want to have all this done and finished. So it's just a Velveeta cheese, Rotel, shredded chicken, black beans, cheddar cheese, all the cheeses, and um, salsa, and then you just put it in the crock pot, let that cook, and then dip with your chips, and then every single chip is taken care of. 
and I'm obsessed. It so, really so, is fantastic. So this is like Fafa Rotel. Exactly. It's it's faux rotel. It's no, no, it's not. It is a nacho in a bowl, is what it is, Richard. Okay. Okay. Nacho in a bowl in the crock pot, and we yep. can take care of the chips and the dip that way. I do have a. Uh, all right. So for what three or four years now, I feel like charcuterie boards have been all the rage. Everywhere you go, there's a charcuterie board, and they're great. Have they run their course? And do we have a Super Bowl version of a charcuterie board that could be kind of fun? No, they've never. They they will never run their course. But okay. I. Personally, don't think that a Super Bowl party is a place for fancy cheese and meat. I just don't. I think that if anything, you know, you may want to turn this into some sort of, I mean, I I think you can hardly get any better than sausage and cheese. So, you know, just that grilled sausage, the cheese, the pepperoncini peppers, you know, and I'm okay with the cheese cube on on, uh, tailgate. I mean, tailgate, Super Bowl, cheese cubes are fine. Anywhere else, I'm not a fan. But, um, you know, I mean, there's hardly anything better than that as far as I'm concerned. You know, put a little barbecue sauce on the side, um, and everybody's happy. And and here we are partial to Polk's sausage, the Cajun smoked yeah. sausage in particular, and so we would encourage you to uh, include that on your sausage and cheese plate. I want to let Brian Haydad jump in because I know he's got questions as well. I'm telling you, that is exactly what, what you need to be using. First off, I just love Elizabeth so much because she just puts you in your place, Richard, so easily. It's just not even close. Yeah, it's not uh, the first time, by the way. Yeah. Elizabeth, for me, when I, when I think about the Super Bowl, wings is where my mind yeah. goes. That's where, I, that's where I'm always going. What would you suggest? You know, buffalo, barbecue, kind of tired? You got anything else that's, like, interesting and, and exciting for wings? I do, I do, and I'm going to kind of walk you through it, but then the recipe is at today's show or todayfood.com, so you can go and pull this recipe. It's peanut butter and jelly wings, and they're unbelievable. And I know you're thinking, what the hell? She is complete. She has lost her mind. That cancer has finally, has finally, has finally, you know, sent her over the edge. But I'm telling you, this is one of the best recipes. If you kind of like that, you know, that um, Thai satay flavor, you know, with the, the nuttiness of the peanut butter, but then you've got that sweetness as well and a little bit of spice, this wing is going to be exactly what you want to do. So super easy. You're going to make up your sauce. You're going to brush the wing. And, and look, you can put them on the grill if you want or if you want to just do them in the oven. The key is not to start basting them with this sauce until the wings really have done a good bit of cooking. You want to season those wings really well with salt and pepper. Then let's start them cooking, and then you start basting at the end. That way it's just going to caramelize and not burn. Tell us again you where you me? can get that recipe. Are you yeah, with no, me? No, we're Are you with, with you. Me? I'm looking at the recipe right now at today.com. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. Oh, and, I just, I, I thought and Richard would like this recipe. It's got a little bourbon in it, too. Yeah, I, I was worried I'd stunned you into silence. Um, but I'm telling no, you, no, I was just trust me on this along. recipe. It's a really good one. All right, so the hot ham and cheese sandwiches, that's always been a go-to for uh, for Jane at our house. Give us the best you, way. There's no reason not. There's no reason not to is what I'm telling you. Okay. Um, because for some reason, and I, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's just an elevated ham sandwich. But let me tell you one thing. It is elevated in such a way that, um, you know, that it just, it stays, when you put it out, it stays good for a couple of hours, you know. 
And anything that's going to be the Super Bowl, it's going to have to be able to sit out and still taste good, you know, after two hours. Um, but, yes, I do love that party ham sandwich. But you can do all kinds of fun things with that. I mean, don't just stop at the ham and the cheese, you know, and then that, that sort of uh, mustard sauce mixture. You could put bacon jam on this. You could put candied jalapenos on this. Um, you know, so think about what would make the best sandwich in the world and then put it on the Hawaiian roll, then put it into the um, into your 9 by 13 pan, put the butter mixture over it, the melted butter, and then bake it off. So don't, you know, don't just get kind of stuck with that. I mean, I'm not saying the original recipe is lovely, but, um, okay. but there's no reason you couldn't really amp that up. Maybe some fig jam if you wanted to be super fancy. Um, and, you know, go from there. I like it. Elizabeth, one of my favorite things that you do, and they've been a go-to for, uh, like, Thanksgiving, or not Thanksgiving, for Valentine's Day happies, are the bacon-wrapped pretzels. You knew where I was going with that. Is there any way those can be made at home, or do we have to come buy them from you? Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Uh, you absolutely can make them at home. And um, and it's three ingredients, so there's no excuse not to. It's just bacon, brown sugar, and a breadstick, or you can use a pretzel rod. And you literally just wrap the bacon around it, roll it in brown sugar, and then bake them in the oven on a sheet pan with tinfoil. Um, and this recipe is in uh, What Can I Bring? And I believe it's at todayshow.com. Um, but, you know, they, it could not be any easier. It's just a matter. It takes a little time. That's the only thing. But you can make them a day ahead. So there's no excuse not to be having some bacon bites on Super Bowl Sunday. Now, the other thing is, though, is that if you, if you miss it and if you didn't get them or you didn't make them, we are selling them for Valentine's Day this year at the Oxford Floral. And so uh, don't worry, Richard, I got you covered. I went on and put you down for an order. Thank you. I'll probably need I'll more take than two one. dozen. Uh, they are they are absolutely spectacular. You can go to Elizabeth's website, elizabethhighschool.com. Check out her cookbooks. If you do not have them or the special person in your life doesn't have them, you can get Come On Over, What Can I Bring, the Southern Living Party Cookbook, or Somebody Stole the Cornbread from My Dressing. Not only do they have great recipes, they look really cool, too. And if you're really nice, she might even sign it for you. No, absolutely, and we are going to have a um, a bunch of tailgating, not tailgating, I keep saying tailgating, Super Bowl recipes um, on our Instagram, which is Elizabeth High School Official, um, and so we'd love for you to follow us and uh, and check those out as well, because it's going to be a ton of fun. We're, get, we're getting really excited about this. All right, one more thing. We, we've done hearty, we've done appetizers, I can't help it, I have a sweet tooth, I need to know what we're doing for dessert. God, it's so good. You know, and, and this is that other thing is that you, again, we want something easy. We want something fast. We want something that everybody's going to love. And who doesn't love a brownie? Um, and this recipe is one of my favorites because it's just a boxed brownie recipe. I mean, a boxed brownie um, mix. And then you take Heath bars or um any kind of a, a candy bar. So you, you make the brownie, then you press into it um, the, well, okay, I'm sorry, make the brownie mix, put half of it in a 9 by 13 pan, then top it with the candy bar of your choice, and then top that with the rest of the brownie mix and bake it. 
doesn't sound like it would be that amazing. Let me tell you something. It is absolutely out of this world. Candy bar brownies are the thing. And yeah. um, and everybody's going to love them. Yeah, and then we're probably going to drizzle a little caramel over the top, and there's probably going to be some uh, vanilla ice cream that goes with it. And now <laughs> you have just made my favorite dessert of all time. Yes, I'm, uh, honey, I'm on board. You've got, you've got more than a sweet tooth. You've got a problem, Richard. Well, it's, it's probably not just that. <laughs> probably not just that. Uh, Elizabeth High School. Again, her website, Elizabeth High School. You can find her on uh, Instagram at Elizabeth High School Official. Watch her on the Today Show and lots of other cool stuff that is on the horizon. Thanks so much, sweetheart. All right. Love you, baby. Take care. Y'all have a great Super Bowl. Bye. Elizabeth High School on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com. We will discuss peanut butter and jelly wings when we come back. Yes, we will. Talk Mississippi. What is going on here? Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. It's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Tyler and Corinth says, only in Mississippi could that exchange of names at the end not be taken as inappropriate for radio. Great show, guys. Keep on keeping on. Kind of yeah. like that smooch we saw during the State of the Union. And by kind of, I mean nothing like it. You know, I would, did not watch the State I of the didn't, Union. I didn't I watch it either. But, but Who was smooching? Oh, you didn't see it? No. Man, First Lady and, and Second Gentleman had a smooch that... I would not have appreciated had that been my first lady with the second gentleman, if you catch my drift. Yeah, uh, I catch your drift, but no, I didn't see it. I, D- Doug I'm, and I'm Jill just beautiful. right there on the smackers, man, in front of everybody. Okay. It was something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't need anybody else to kiss my wife. No, exactly. Like, I mean, right, not even like the little... Cheek, cheek thing that rich people do. Cheek, cheek, fine. Cheek's fine. That's, no, that's, that's, that's cool. Got no I problem mean, with that. Right in there. Uh, yeah. I love Elizabeth <laughs> High School dearly. We are close. We, we have worked on the uh, Taste of Oxford St. Jude committee together for about a decade, and I've yelled at her, and she has yelled at me, and I, I'm just really—I think she only cussed one time in the uh, in the interview today, which was that was good for her. That was a really. <laughs> she's the best, man. And look, hey, when I tell you, fighting like heck uh, with breast cancer, um, it's it's been incredible to watch. She is a special lady, and uh, proud to call her a friend. And uh, okay, Heath Bar Brownies. For dessert, or, or some candy bar, if you prefer a different one. Big fan. My, w- my wife makes those with symphonies. That's Symphony bars? Chocolate. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I like the, the crunch that you get with the Heath bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Absolutely. Um, you Okay, you were perusing that 
PBJ wings recipe while she was talking about it. Where, where, yes. where did you find it online? It's at today.com. I just Googled peanut butter jelly wings today and I got it. Okay. What do you think? So, I mean, if you just told me these were the ingredients, I don't know, man. I, I'm taking her word for it. But if you just told me that we're going to make a sauce by mixing grape jelly, peanut butter, sriracha, Worcestershire sauce, bourbon, chili sauce, paprika, and brown sugar, and we're going to put that on some wings, I don't know, man. My first thought is I don't know. But I'll take her word for it. I'll certainly try it. I was going to say, are you going to give it a go? Not this weekend, but I, I will do that in the very near future, yeah. Okay. Huh. And, and it does say that you can use almond butter or cashew butter if you prefer instead of peanut butter, if there's a peanut allergy. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Yeah, I understand. And I'll be using peanut butter. I understand. Grape jelly, smooth peanut butter, sriracha, Worcestershire, bourbon, light brown sugar, paprika, chili sauce, and chopped that's, peanuts if you want. That's a mess of ingredients, man. That feels like something your kids would put together if you just let them alone in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of wing recipes that are out there. Yeah. Elizabeth doesn't usually lead us wrong, though, in terms of... I've had a peanut butter and jelly well, burger, and it was very good. Shockingly good. Was it like melted down? one of those things, though. It's like a sauce? No. It was peanut butter one side, or on the, they, the bottom, yeah, jelly they just, on the top. It's a PB&J with a burger in the middle. Okay. And it was good. That's one of those things, you either like it or you hate it. There is no middle ground with those things. Okay. Um... She she pushed back when I called it a fa-fa rotel. I, I mean, it sounded to me like rotel with a lot of other stuff in it. But uh, more, I think we're trending like more toward melted seven-layer dip. You're, you're making a smoked queso at that point almost. Just put it out on the grill. Wait, you're okay with putting rotel on the grill? Oh, here you go. I put queso, I do smoke queso all the time. You know what? I should have asked. I, doggone it. Why did I not ask her if she's ever smoked a lasagna? Because she hasn't. I don't know, man. I don't know. Ceasefire text line is open at 601-879-4395. Dwayne says, I'm in for the bourbon with wings on the side. Skip and Pearl, Heath Bar, Brownies, I can eat peanut butter, and I can eat jelly, but I can't put them together. I've got to try the bacon-wrapped pretzels. I, I'm t- the bacon-wrapped pretzels are spectacular. Why don't you just have some waiting on me when I get to Oxford a week from today? Uh, I'm, I can arrange that. Will you remind me? Tell your boy LB I'm coming to see him, too. Okay. I'll let Greg know that you're going to stop by LB's, and if you'll remind me, I will make sure that we've got some of the... Uh, oh, I'll remind you. Don't you yes. worry about that, boss. Yes. Tomorrow we will wrap up the week with a Food Friday, getting a little bit of a jump start on that. She did, by the way, say Polk Smoked Sausage for your sausage and cheese plate is the way to go. For Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, in the Pearl River Resort Studio, I'm Richard Cross. Good night.
Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services.com. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.